0: All right, welcome to another Dartme podcast, recording here Tuesday night, uh, only joined by one other Dartme member here, LiveLine Luke, What's going on, live. Line?
1: Not too much, just uh, tuning in, going to talk about some hockey, going to talk about some baseball, and again, still waiting for the weather to warm up. It's been like that 45 to 50 range where it's just kind of annoying right now waiting for it to get a little bit warmer yeah yeah for sure it's stupid it, it's dumb it's just teasing that's what it I feels don't... like i mean it's may it's time <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah right at least it wasn't like that week that week stretch we had a rain though that's the only positive i would say otherwise it's like still too cold
1: well right but then every day if you check the forecast every day is like 50 percent chance of rain <laughs> The whole month is <laughs> stupid. Yeah, I don't know. I guess that's that time of year, but no, yeah. right,
0: right. Yeah, well, let's we can let's start off with uh, last time we started off with hockey. Uh, let's we'll get right into the hockey stuff again. Of course, mainly focused on the North Division here um, in Dartmouth. Um, so the last time we actually talked, we had discussed that there were two games Toronto had with Winnipeg and how that was first and second place matchup and then how the Oilers had two games with um, Montreal. Uh, and that shook, You know how that shook out, that was the least taking two from the Jets. So again, they extend their lead. I mean, you can get more into that too. That's your
1: team, the Leafs, if you want to talk about your Leafs there. Well, Mar—I mean, that first game, uh, I tuned in a little bit. And Marner and Matthews really showed up uh, with three points apiece. Marner had two goals. Matthews had a goal and two assists. Um, so those boys showed up uh, for that first one, and they were on a—they were on a pretty lengthy skid there. Like it was definitely two big wins against a solid Jets team. Um, and then second night, I mean got the win i actually bet the i actually bet the over in that matchup um Mm -hmm. it was kind of like a like the the thing is they won four to one but none of their none of their like high end guys did really much of anything like marner had a marner had a goal but i mean matthews was like didn't have a point um I don't know. If you're betting the over, you kind of need Matthews and Marner to go nuts, I feel like. So, I mean, not a big deal, but I did bet the over on that.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, I, there, were, there were three first-period goals in the game, too. So it looked to uh, to a hot start, but then Winnipeg didn't square at all. So I think Yeah, I was helped. feeling
1: good after looking at the first period. But, <laughs> well. um, but yeah, they're back uh, in firm control seemingly, of the of the North Division. Um, just trying to look to see. Looks like about eight games left on the schedule.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, yeah, we'll kind of see how things shake out. But, I mean, looking pretty solid from a, from a winning the North um, perspective. I'm just trying to think if there's any chance. Uh, I mean, it doesn't look like Rhinos Flames are going to sneak in there. No. No. Yeah. Like,
0: I have, like, this North Division, it's probably the least fun, I guess you could say, from a fan perspective down the stretch, um, in terms of being interesting at all, because, like, the Maple Leafs are seven points up. Now the Oilers are in second place. match um, they took, they, they split with the Canadians, but since the Leafs took two from the Jets and the Oilers just beat the Jets now, So they take over second and third. That's just jump and seeding. Like, it doesn't change your matchup in the first round. Right. So there's seven points separating the Oilers now from first place. And then in fourth place, you have the Canadians, and they're six points up on the Flames. So, like, there's nothing really happening here, except maybe the second and third seed, you would say, could switch around a couple times, which isn't going to change any matchup. With no eight games remaining, you can seem pretty confident with the way this is, like, going to gonna be for the north division um i guess the one thing that i would touch on with my uh, oilers is that mcdavid is it's he's fucking insane he's on a 99 he's on pace for 99 points here in a 56 game season um against the jets he just uh had a hat trick and an assist so
1: a four point night there that which makes him puts him on pace for 99 I well know, you were but, even talking about that like he's gonna need to go absolutely bananas if he wants to hit 100 and he's kind of doing that. Yeah. Still, I mean,
0: that's still on pace. You can say on pace, but then again, you know how they do the MLB shit too. It's like this guy's on pace to fucking hit yeah, 100. Dude, it's here. different but than
1: I know. It, yeah, it it's is. different than like there's 8 games left and he's on pace. Right. It's different than like 3 games in he's on pace for 100 home runs. I mean, right. Yeah. This could happen.
0: Then, it could happen, but that's after a four-point night, too. I mean, I, I'm looking at the schedule, see if any has any stinkers left against any teams. Because the Oilers, too, the other thing, with the being them second in the division is, they have no games left against the Leafs, so you can't really get that like, you know, gain two against right the the top divi- top team in the division. So, yeah, I mean, he's got another game against the Jets, two against the Flames, then four against Canucks and then ending out with the Canadiens. So I think the Oilers actually have Yeah, they have two more games left in the lease, but you know, we're still around that eight game, ten game left sort of stretch there in the whole division whole NHL. I stepped away for a second, what did you say? Yeah, I mean I was just saying like how the Oilers do have the ten games left, which I mean but it doesn't shouldn't mean much with that. Nah, no it's
1: play. a runaway. I mean, it's all Leafs after they. If they had lost, I mean, if they had dropped those two, to the Jets, it would have made it an interesting race. I think. Right. Um, but when they when they took those two, it's pretty much yeah. their division to win. Um, I'm kind of just looking at the other divisions. There's a pretty good race in the Central between yes. the Panthers and the Hurricanes uh, and the Lightning. All I mean, dude, we talked about it last time. Mm-hmm. The Lightning are substantially, I mean, favored substantially more than these other two teams, especially the right. Panthers. Were the Panthers, like, buried? Yeah, the Panthers were buried. Um, and I guess
0: now you can see that the, like, the Panthers, like, I guess the, the Hurricanes have 69 points. Nice. Um, so, I guess they're tied for the first. But right now the edge is to the Hurricanes over the Panthers. I don't know how that works out for hockey, but that, that's the way it is. Um, I'm guessing it's
1: win percentage. Then after that, or wins. Well, I'm guessing you? it's. I'm guessing it's something to do with overtime losses. They have more overtime oh, yeah. losses, which. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You're right. Well, you're right. And they have three less games played too. And mm-hmm. That's a fact.
0: Yeah, and then I guess so. Then you can see like uh, the, the Hurricanes have clinched a spot and so have the Lightning, but the Lightning are currently sitting in third, which is interesting. and The Panthers
1: are in second, so. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know how that all. We're excited i the the most interesting uh the west is pretty interesting too, because the golden knights have won nine straight games um <laughs> which is pretty crazy, and then at the same time like i mean we're not we've kind of all picked you know we've kind of all picked uh I guess I started it by, I kind of jumped on the Leafs bandwagon and then told the rest of Dart me, hey, pick a, pick a North team. But, uh, I mean, realistically, if we were to be hockey fans, we should probably be Wild fans. And they've won yes. seven straight and are in third place and so they're going to make the playoffs yeah. um, easily. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know much. I feel like the Wild haven't been good recently, like... They haven't really been a dominant factor or anything. So, I mean, I don't know. They're 31-13, and so they're having a good season. They won seven straight, so that's good to see. Right. And they also have, like, in this division, too, it's, it's
0: like, um, I guess you could say top-heavy with, you know, Mm -hmm. the Knights. I think it's the Knights are leading the whole NHL in points at 70. Yeah, they are. So, and then, like, I have Lantern only four points back, and then my other five points back. Um, but then that fourth spot in that division is the Blues' with 48 points, so it's kind of like, yikes there. And yeah. the Coyotes, I guess you could say, all right, a chance to, to, to sneak in there too with one point behind the Blues. So that, like, fourth spot is up for grabs for anybody there with the Coyotes being Coyotes-Blues. So that could come down the stretch too as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The The one thing I really can't speak to, and I – I mean, that's, that's on us, uh, or I guess on me anyways, for like due diligence purposes, but I can't speak to like any teams that totally underachieved this Mm -hmm. year or overachieved per se. We're kind of just looking at the standings and I mean, I know that the lightning were heavy, heavy favorites coming into the year. So I think the fact that they're hanging around, um, they, they do have 33 wins, um, but I, I'm guessing that's why their odds are so high. I don't know if the Panthers. I'm guessing they weren't. I mean, I can look at their preseason odds here, um, and see if I can find them on here. Because I was kind of, I was just kind of looking at odds before the mm-hmm. season because I was interested to see kind of who, like the Flames were projected to be a lot better than yeah. they have, they have played. Um. They've definitely been disappointing. And that, that shows to what they're, I guess, firing their coach, too. But it's uh, still a lot. Right I mean, not huge favorites. I I don't mean, like, favorites as in they were expected to win it. I'm saying, like, they were yeah. only plus 675 to come into the season. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm just, like, not seeing the... <laughs> The Panthers, the Maple Leafs were plus nine fifty. I if I looked at the recent, I don't know if you have the recent odds up. And if I, I was, get that pulled up quick, the Panthers yeah. are plus twenty two hundred. So I mean, they're obviously overachieving. I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the other thing too, I was going to bring up too our uh, North Division is with- that.
0: Like, our North Division thing, we had that sort of thing. Like, whoever takes last in the division, whoever's team takes last in the division. It's kind of like you're stuck with doing something. Like, in Dartmouth fashion, we don't know what the hell that's going to be and if anybody's going to follow through with that. I mean, I'm just going to say so bad. It is very bad. But the thing that's interesting in that is that, you know, the Senators, they were, like, pretty much a joke kind of the whole season. But I didn't realize how bad the Canucks were, too, um, in terms of being – yeah, 41 points for the Canucks and 40 points to for the Senators. So, that last place race, I guess, or the battle to get out of last place in terms of DARTME standards, that could be, um, it could be interesting there. Doesn't AK have um, yeah. Yes, he does. <laughs> With the Canucks, I mean, they had hot start. They had a hot first week. So,
1: I mean, that's only one week. I, I mean, the Senators remember. still are atrocious. I don't know how they're yeah. actually. They have a minus 38 goal differential. <laughs> That's really bad. Well, I guess it's not as bad as the Ducks. The Anaheim Ducks have a minus 54. Yikes. But I'm just kind of looking through um, the different things here. I guess the the um, the Hurricanes actually had plus 3,000 odds entering the season as for uh, the Cup. So They're obviously overachieving as well. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the the Lightning were like the odds-on favorites to win the Cup coming into the season. Avalanche and the Leafs were kind of, and the Knights were were in the plus 900 range, and no one's even really close to the Lightning at plus 675. So again, I'm assuming it's like one of those things where, I mean, I won't compare them to the Yankees, but, you know, the Yankees are obviously struggling. Right now we'll talk about baseball, but... Mm-hmm. They're still probably way up there in the odds to, you know, go or win to the, you know, go to the World Series or win the World Series. I mean, people aren't. I'm panicking, but I, I don't think Vegas is. So, yet. Yeah. Right. Right.
0: Well. Yeah. So yeah, I just got the odds pulled up. The Panthers are at plus twenty four hundred. I think last time we talked, they're at plus twenty two hundred, and now you know now that they're out of first. They're not gonna get that federal first round matchup against or that, that's right, a tough, right now. I'm... They're not gonna get that federal first round matchup with the, you know, the the fourth team in the division, which would be uh the Predators. And the Predators too in the central. They're two games up on the stars. Um Stars actually are getting bull raced tonight, I think, seven two by the Panthers. And we'll see how that comes out. Yeah, it's seven four actually now, final. But the other division we didn't touch on yet is the East division. Uh, Right now, the Penguins have the iron first in that one, leading 67 points, one point over the Capitals. So another tight racer first there. Then you got the Islanders, four points back, and the Bruins, seven points back. Um, This one, too, the battle for fourth there, um, it's four points out for the Rangers. So That's That's all I have on that one. I don't have much interesting to say about this division. No, I mean, I feel like the Capitals are always there. Oh, yeah, now just as we're recording here, the Capitals took um, took control. Um, That's age. what I, I have Capitals in first now, yeah. Yeah. One thing I can say is that the Capitals did treat me well in my little run. I had recently gambling, winning two games outright, or obviously outright as hockey, um, as dogs. So, yeah, that helped me out a bunch.
1: You've been, been a run there. We'll we'll get we'll get to that we'll get to that little to that little run. Yes, we will. You've been on. <laughs> um, I don't really have much more about hockey. I think, like I like I said, I think once playoffs get started, we'll we'll maybe do a little deeper dive into uh, the teams that make the playoffs and talk about you know who
0: mm-hmm.
1: who we think um, has a shot if we're going to place any wagers or anything like that. I don't know. I haven't really looked into it too much from a betting perspective yet, but I'll probably end up wagering some playoff stuff just to have something to be interested in watching. Absolutely.
0: All right. That's that's the hockey talk, the Derby hockey talk.
1: Shout-out to Pete. If Shout-out to Pete the bartender. If Pete has anything he wants us to talk about uh, on the next one, we're more than willing to dive in and take a look. Yeah, absolutely. So should we get right into
0: the
1: get the the MLB or should
0: we get into my? Should I save that for later?
1: No, I I think we get right into your your little mini rant and talk about your hot streak here. Yes, yes. So I
0: mean, this okay. So starting last last time we recorded, I remember leaving the pod off, saying you know I have three plays for tomorrow. I can't remember the other two plays. Well, one was, was fading Matt Harvey, who actually won that game, his first win since July 2019. The other <laughs> was something else. And the, the last game, I said I, I want to back the Diamondbacks plus plus one fifty against the Reds because Castillo's been pitching pretty bad lately. So I go ahead and do that. Diamondbacks plus 150 on the money line. The Reds, in this game, they're, they're, they're winning 4-3 after seven innings. Uh, the weather is pretty bad. It's it's not great. In the top of the eighth inning, the Diamondbacks take a five four lead, and then with one out in the top of the eighth, uh, the umpire says, "You yo, fuck, fuck it. This is we're suspending play. Suspending play. Top eight, one out, Diamondbacks five four lead. They pick play back up less than twenty four hours later. I look back into it. I look at my wager history. The play is already graded a loss for me. I'm on Diamondbacks plus one fifteen. They have a five four lead. Play graded loss. <laughs> uh- <laughs> it was fucking aggravating to me. It because I'm like, why, why are you immediately grading the bet here? I guess okay. So I guess it's part of a rule. I think the William Hill has it i don't understand this rule i guess it's a rule whatever f- f- apparently vegas thinks it's okay apparently the gaming commission thinks it's fine to grade it like this but the fucking game says money line diamondbacks plus 115 game gets suspended it gets picked up less than 24 hours later the diamondbacks hold their 5-4 lead and win the game outright on the money line they win it less than 24 hours later And I fucking get graded a loss because immediately after the game gets suspended, they go, snap, we're grading that fucking pick and it's a loss. Because the last complete inning, the last complete inning was the seventh inning when the Reds had a 4 3 lead. So you get graded a loss. But guess what? The next day, the game gets finished and in the win column, the Diamondbacks in the win column, but the Reds get the win on a gambling result. How is that possible? I don't fucking understand that. I was fucking pissed off. Like, Dude, why do we need to immediately grade it if we agree to pick up, play it back up? It's not like it's getting rescheduled fucking five days down the line and everything's going to change. I was pissed off. And fucking, like, if that's going to happen, just grade it a push. Why wouldn't we grade it I, a push
1: I don't. Push? I just don't... It doesn't, make it, it doesn't make sense on any level because the next day, how do you even wager on the completion of that game? Yeah, you can't. So... What are we talking about? Like I don't worst case scenario it should be a push, which would still be bullshit, but I get it if I mean I guess So if I'll just bring up this this scenario. Like what if they what if they make up the remaining portion of the game two weeks later? Like what would you expect to get in that result is what I would ask.
0: I would expect a push. Because is not be gonna say, you know what, we're picking the game up back two weeks later. And we're only going to pick it up. Do they pick it up back up in the, at the last complete inning, or do they pick it up saying it is this score at this time, and we're picking it up two weeks later?
1: I don't know. I just don't understand how you get a loss on a game where your team hasn't lost.
0: And the, yeah, right. And they actually are, have the fucking lead. That, I guess that's all null and void because it's the last complete inning, but like, dude, that's fucking bullshit.
1: I don't get that.
0: No, it fucking pissed me off. It got me riled up, and I was I was fired up. So I said, "Fuck Vegas, I'm taking you. I'm taking you to the cleaners, man." And I fucking put my money in where my office, is, and I actually went on a, a little bit of a run, a little bit of a run.
1: Hey, you've been you've been hot on Vegas, and, uh quoted, saying you're coming for that ass. <laughs> I was
0: going for that, and also Rhino. He wasn't able to join too. He wasn't able to join the pod, but. He has, like, some sort of gripe here. Now, this one's much more understandable, kind of, maybe, as in it didn't get graded a loss, get graded a push for him, but he had Pirates series plus 110 against the Tigers, all right? Uh, game one, Tuesday, last Tuesday, um, gets postponed to Wednesday. All right, we're going to play Wednesday doubleheader. Immediately, as after that happened, the game, the they're like Vegas, like all right, push. Like why? We're postponing it to Wednesday. We're playing a double fucking header. So the Pirates split the old header Wednesday. They win um, Thursday uh, to win the series two three. Um, win the series in real life, but in Vegas eyes, you know, game one got postponed. Fuck it, that's a push. You don't get that. You don't get it, and the series play out. So. Again, why are we immediately grading the bet when the game is rescheduled the next day? We can't look at the schedule and say, oh, wait, they're going to fucking play these games the next day. Like, what changed? What changes from that to there? I understand it if it's fucking pushed way deeper into the season, but it, that's not the case. That is not the case. We have to immediately grade the game. And the, the only thing I said, like, Rana doesn't have as much book a gripe is because it got graded a push, and money got put back in this account. Whereas my got graded a loss, money got taken out of my account when the, game, when the team that fucking won the money line, lost the game. It's stupid as shit. I hate Vegas. They're stupid. They're, they're scales. It's, they don't understand how to grade baseball games, apparently.
1: Well, I, I, I think I, they do it. They, I mean, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say they don't understand. I think they just do it. It's one of those rig the system. What are you going to do? This is how we have it written. You signed yeah. up for that. Didn't read the fine print. I don't know. Right. One of those bullshit things and stupid.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Read the fine print and stuff like that. But you know,
1: they have like it's not like you have any legitimate gripe if they have it in fine print that that's the case. But that's a ridiculous thing to have in fine print. Like I don't understand that at all. But they're probably saying it's no different than if it were to get picked up two months down the road. We're going to keep it the same as if it gets picked up less than twenty four hours. So they just don't want to take it on like a per game basis and try and figure that out. But I just don't understand why it would get graded a loss. I mean, <laughs>
0: yeah, last complete inning when MLB they didn't pick the game. Like they picked the game back up where it left off. They don't what inning? What out.
1: inning was it? In tie? is top eight. Yeah, so they consider seven innings must be the point where it's technically a can. Comp- Game in Vegas's eyes, I'm guessing.
0: Yeah, I think I can't remember if it was like after five, they can do that.
1: Here's my thing I mean, I don't, here's what I don't understand. You're gonna make all these rules and all this BS stuff, like we're gonna do seven inning double headers, we're gonna do all this stuff. Why, why not? If you're gonna call the game and it's after seven innings, why not just call the game then? Why do they, I mean, I listen, I'm on. I'm under the, like, I want them to finish the game. But with all the crazy rules and all this stuff that they've brought up recently, it's just weird that they don't grade that a loss and don't make teams make up two innings worth of baseball. I, I would just think they would just, like, be done with it, with all the stuff that they've right. well, done recently. It's just weird to me that they even have that continue to play. It's just a weird and then Vegas yep. grades it the way they grade it. It's weird. They could have I mean
0: maybe maybe they could have said, "All right, 7 innings, the weather is shit, fucking pack it up." we right we'll because be, my my point is like
1: that. if it was in the 3rd inning and they resumed right. play, they would have graded it in a push, I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah. Right. So, so they must they must consider. And I told and I like I told you, I think I think they do it because they don't want to have the money sitting on the books. So they don't want to have the money sitting there, pending, because they don't technically know at the end of the game when when play is going to resume. So they they're assuming well, if it's if it's resumed two months later, we're not going to sit with that pending bet on the books. Where if people were down in Vegas betting, they wouldn't want it to sit on the books anyways because maybe they're down there for a trip, and yeah, now they have no way to cash their tickets or I mean you can mail them in. I've done it, but it's just kind of. I don't know. It, again, it's one of those weird Vegas stipulations that totally. I don't get know that. If, if you're on the wrong end of it, I guess it. I totally get that side of things, but like you
0: can see, you're watching the game. You see the team take the lead. You see, all right, we're done. This it's like actually snowy and blizzard blizzarding. The team I bet on has the lead right now, and you're like, oh shit, they called the game. I lost. Like, wait, what? Nobody would fucking think that when they're watching the game there. They'd be like, dude, what the fuck? And you'd piss people off. That's where you should be like, all right, push. Take your fucking money back.
1: This is ridiculous. I don't get it. I, I would love to bring in a, a Vegas uh oh, they,
0: Yeah, they would have a great explanation and say,
1: it, it, doesn't, it doesn't work like that. Here's
0: why. And just come up with some, <laughs> some, fucking, bullshit. Come up with some fucking stupid bullshit that just makes any sense. God. But you've made that money back. I did. I did make the money back. I did. All right. I'm done. Yeah, I made the money back. I'm done with the the rant and everything. But, again, with, like, even with the Ronald's one, I was like, so, wait, they're going to grade that a push? And I said, you know, what about, like, a World Series price? What happens if I bet a World Series price and the game got postponed? Obviously, World Series, different circumstances. They obviously honor that bet, I'm guessing. But one game in the middle of the season and like the game gets pushed to double header, it gets greater a push. But like, if I was betting a World Series game and let's say game two got postponed or get game two got postponed, and my all of a sudden my series price gets pushed because game two got postponed to a different day because of some weather or some shit. Obviously, I think that'll get worked out differently, but like, you can sort of like draw somewhat of a comparison to what Ryan was experiencing too with a push there because one game got shifted to another day, like the next day.
1: Yeah, I don't get it. (laughs) I I have nothing for you, to be honest. I don't. It's kind of fucked up to me. All right, with with
0: that all over, we can get into – um, I guess some actual uh, baseball talk. I don't know where we want to start here. We said we we're going to try to go more towards by games. So we have some games written down, some results
1: that might be. Um, I would just say too. I mean, I haven't really been. I'm not as pissed at Vegas. I'm more pissed about myself. I don't know if I mentioned on the last. I think I mentioned on the last pod, but I made a stupid bet on the Askren Jake Paul <laughs> fight. With the Dart, remember, uh, for $100 straight up. I mean, I'll just be honest with, I, I don't know. I'm an Askin guy. Askin's a Wisconsin guy. Yes. I bet him. I thought it was going to be better. It was a really, really bad look uh, or fight, <laughs> I guess. He got knocked out, like, immediately. And then ever since then, though, I've been absolutely scorching. Um, I made that back pretty quickly. Uh, I've been 9 of 13 in Major League Baseball since Made that back in, like, two days and then paid that off and have profited since. So it was a dumb bet on my part, but I don't know. I thought it was a legitimate shot. And I've been betting... uh, I've kinda of been I've kind of been targeting uh Brewers, Cubs and Braves. I, mm-hmm. I bet the the Cubs in the one game, the first game of the series to beat the Brewers by a one and a half. My last three bets that I've gone like pretty heavy in, uh all three teams have scored have scored uh six runs in the first inning, which like, watching the games is fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, have, I bet the Braves plus 119 against the Cubs. They scored six in the first. I bet the Red Sox the next day at 1030, they scored six runs in the first. And then I bet uh, the Cubs against the Brewers, they scored six runs in the first. Um, then I bet Brewers' money money line the next two games against the Cubs. Um, got a pretty good price on those. They beat the Cubs. Mm-hmm. I have been on a little hot streak. Um yeah, we can we can get into major league baseball though and kinda of walk through some of the results from this week too. I know you want to talk about Otani a little bit more. Right, yeah. Um that's what yeah, I'll I'll get right into the, the Angels actually too then
0: while we're at it because um you know it's sort of the you know, reference to the last pod those three bets I made before signing off, then on that um, on that same day, I was like, you know what? It's, it's showtime. Sho- Shohei Otani is pitching. I'm, I'm, I cape for Otani now, guys. I mean, Dartmouth's been on me for caping for Otani. High haters. I'm here. And guess what? I bet first five, first five minus a half, that gets me started with my run. Otani goes four and two thirds, I believe, in that game. Can't really remember much, but uh, he wins that game. Um, then, with I'm just going to bring up his stats. He's He's been really fun this year. He's been really fun. So, he has seven bombs this year, which, at the point he made a start yesterday, um, was leading the majors, tie for major league lead, and then he has a 9.69 OPS, 23 Ks, and 13 two-thirds innings, 3.29 ERA. Um, the only thing you can say about Otani is, you know, the control issue, which is the 13 walks and 13 two-thirds innings, but uh, I mean he's getting away with it somewhat you know because he has twenty
1: three strikeouts
0: yes he is he's yes he's striking everybody out and I think I heard somewhere he has the highest highest swing and miss rate in the zone what do I, you mean I maybe, heard that too, yeah maybe be in the zone more and don't walk people because they're still swinging and missing at your shit because you're nasty um and aside from that one blow up inning he had Monday against the Rangers, which they still cash that minus five, first five, minus a half, which I bet on again because I love Otani. Um, yeah, aside from that, he would have an ERA uh, at like one, one point something. Right now it's at
1: 329 because of that inning. I mean, I'm just going to say this about Otani. I'm not going to put myself in the hater group. Okay. I'm going to put myself in the skeptic group when it comes to Otani. I think he's a substantially better hitter than he is a pitcher. That's not to say he's not a good pitcher. I think he's more i think he's more impactful to the angels as a hitter just he's a, he's been a really good major league hitter um mm-hmm. since he's came up like his career average is two seventy one he's hitting three hundred this year he looks really good at the plate. I just said before when I was not being a hater to you. I I just said I want to see it for an entire season where he can do both. Um, He's coming. He's He's there. He's almost there. I hope so. It's awesome. I mean, it it is awesome. Uh, Mad Dog Russo is the guy that you would have that you would have legitimate gripes with. He hates that guy. Yeah. He he's like he's like. I don't like this. uh, People are comparing him to Ruth. No one's comparing Shohei Otani to Babe Ruth. Let's be clear about that. Like, that's not what we're doing here. It's fun to watch. It's good for the game that he's doing both. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. I just want to see it for a whole season. If he can't do it for a whole season, at some point, you know, you have to wonder if they're going to make a decision. That's all I would say, but I don't, I'm not like saying, Hey, I I did say at one point, pick one, I was kind of being, I was kind of just joking around. I mean, he, he is a, he is a major league caliber pitcher. I just think it's, you know, it's just tough to Mm -hmm. really focus on doing your job for both, you know, both hitting and pitching and being at the top of both. You know, I, I don't know. The Angels are still only eleven and eleven. I can't figure that team out. I don't know any. I don't know. They're a mystery to me. Yeah. I, yeah. Right. They are. They, they really are. Because
0: um, I mean, we can. I can see what they had the last week. So that last week, um, when we last left off, they lost two or three of the Rangers, lost three or four of the Astros, and now they just won Game One again um, against the Rangers with an Ohtani start. Um, which really wasn't much of his doing on the mound is when the bats came alive in that game. Um, I guess the Rangers, but the other thing with the bats coming alive, with the Angels is that fucking Mike Trout is insane. He's, I mean, it, it, it's fucking incredible what he's doing. He is one. What is it? He's leading the league in OPS. He's got one three five three OPS. At fucking six home runs, five thirty-eight on base. So I mean,
1: but it's not even that incredible what he's doing. He's just doing what he does. Yeah, right. He is doing what he does, like
0: fucking dominating the league. But five thirty-eight. I think that that's fucking that's
1: insanity, dude. And he's hitting thirty-one average. Yeah, yeah, and then and then Mad Dog today. I'm I'm watching today at lunch, and Mad Dog. Uh, Mad Dog goes, you know, it just really upsets me when people compare him to DiMaggio. Okay. No one's comparing him to DiMaggio. What, who, who, I think your comment was great. Is Mad Dog going around to nursing homes? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, this is not happening. No, nobody fucking is doing that, dude.
0: And if, you, and if, I don't know, maybe I'm disrespecting DiMaggio, but, and if they are, maybe that's a fucking credit to DiMaggio and how good he was. Was and not saying much about like
1: like Trout might, yeah. Trout's better than Dimaggio, right? At this point in time, I mean, okay. Here's here's the thing with Dimaggio. Like, Trout's numbers are already are already like very close to Dimaggio's numbers. Yes. And the thing with Dimaggio is, I feel like this guy, and I, I listen. This guy played in the fifties. Okay. I I don't I don't know. I can't give you dimaggio references but i can tell you I, i'll guarantee you that this guy is an old head favorite this guy this guy uh went and served his country mm-hmm. during world war ii and was an all-star every year that he played and i'm guessing that the old heads are gonna say this guy was playing baseball. He was an all-star. Then he went and served his country. Then he came back and was an all-star. And you just don't see that anymore. You know, stuff like that. And it's like, right. okay, well, we don't, like, we've we've never seen, I mean, we've seen this, but, like, Trout is once-in-a-lifetime player. I mean, and he's still doing the damn thing, and he's going to do the damn thing for a while. And if he right. keeps doing the damn thing for a while, He's going to blow DiMaggio's numbers out of the water. He's already at the same... He's, like... I think I looked, his war was, like, two... Like, yes. DiMaggio is, like, 76, and Trout is, like, 73. For yeah. career war. I mean, Trout's going to blow him out of the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And he has 2,000 more bats DiMaggio has 2,000 more at-bats, at, like, career-wise yeah. at this time. And Trout's already had his numbers. Yes. So, yeah, like...
0: No- the point was, like, nobody's fucking, hey, it, Mad Dog, nobody's fucking comparing this. And now that we just did, we just compared them because Mad Dog is an idiot and brought it up. But nobody, uh, nobody, where's, like I said, where's he getting that information from? Who is comparing the two? And if they just picked random Joe DiMaggio? Like, they wouldn't pick You're any other, random. like, yeah, yeah
1: like, no, it doesn't happen. Doesn't the, he was like making a bet that said like out of the four MV out of the four like current players that have won MVPs, who's gonna have the most hits tonight or something? He's like, Well, I guess I'll go with Trout. He goes, although it does drive me nuts when people compare him to Joe DiMaggio. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what yeah. is that, dude? Why does why is that a conversation that gets brought up? That's so dumb. Right, that, yeah. Well, whatever. Whatever, man. He can. I don't know, I'm just trying to enjoy what, you know, we're just trying to enjoy Trout while we have him to watch, Mm -hmm. but he's just doing the damn thing like he always does. Nothing, I don't know. I feel like people, he's starting to get to that point now too where people are starting to love all the new and flashy guys that come up. And he was just doing the damn thing every single year. Right, exactly.
0: And I think it we've referenced
1: it before. On
0: yeah, we referenced it before, like, um, I think we have on the podcast, like, is this the new best player in baseball? Is this is player X the new best player in baseball? Is, like, year after year, like, kind of year after year, like, it was Mookie Betts, and Mookie Betts is a bit, definitely a very good player. But, like, then the year after that, I was like, is Cody Bellinger the new best player in baseball? Is, like, Christian Yellis the new best player in baseball? It's like, well, I, the drought's still there. Every time and like, you keep on, can replace him with the who's the best player in baseball, it's like always gonna be trout, man, trout's the best player, it he's cool. proven, yeah, yeah, it's not even close right now, and you can you can't try to replace with the other name, I mean, maybe that year, like you could say, yeah, they had a better year, but
1: like, yeah, not happening, brother, not very often by the way, either, like no, El did it for two years, hmm and. Now Yelich is. That's what I'm saying, man. Like,
0: somebody will have like a good stretch, and then that's when the articles get published, or you know, people start talking. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I hear too much.
1: Yelich or uh, Trout's been doing what what Yelich did for eleven years, man. Yeah. Yes. Yelich did it for two. Trout's been doing it for eleven. You can't really be put in the same conversation until you do it for. Six, seven years, <laughs> like it's no, season. right, it's, it's kinda crazy to me that we try and play the game of who's the best player in baseball when it's not close no, right,
0: and then the fucking other thing that's really not close right now in the LB is like who's the fucking best pitcher is right now, and it's the ground, I mean, my God, I and told that,
1: you man. I told you this weekend. I have nothing. <laughs> I have no words I know, I know dude there's no words. what he's doing is it's stupid he yep. and i and I didn't even know this about him, and I told you this weekend he came up through the system as a position player. <laughs> That's something I didn't know when you said that, and then I
0: heard it I heard it too by another podcast. I didn't feel like that was publicized much that he came up as a fucking like Is this so? Because
1: he's thirty-two. I I know, right? He's thirty-two, and he was drafted in the ninth round out of Stetson. Um, this guy has been—I mean, I'm gonna say for—I'm gonna say for since 2018, Mm -hmm. he's been the best pitcher in baseball, and it really hasn't been that close. Yeah,
0: I mean I you guess, went, you went went, right, he went back to back Cy yeah. Youngs. went back to back Cy Youngs in '19. Yes, and I guess yeah, it hasn't been close. Right, you could maybe p- pick out that Beaver year last year or like Cole that one year, but yes, it, as a collective from 2018, I would say yeah, it's it, it would be the ground and it wouldn't be necessarily that close. You're right. You're he right.
1: Has- 0.31 ERA right now in 29 innings pitch with 50 strikeouts. Right. Yep. Three walks. Mm-hmm. And the yes. Mets still don't score for him. No, they, no, that's
0: actually, it started off being like kind of funny how it was happening. And then it's
1: just like, dude, bad. On? Huh? Because the Mets were bad. Like when it you know when it first started, yes, yes. In eighteen, he won the Cy Young with a one point seven. He was ten and nine. In two thousand nineteen, he won the Cy Young with a two point four three. He was eleven and eight. Last year he was four and two. This year he's two and one. He's two and one with a point three one. Yes, he started. I mean, he started four games. It's not like it's a small sample, but it's just kind of funny because they're just kind of doing the same thing that they usually do. Like, uh, I was listening apparently in the game the other day, they won 6-0, he got the win, but they had, like, it was like a 0-0 game going into the 5th or the 6th inning, and they had 2nd and 3rd, nobody out, and didn't score a run. <laughs> like, just, <laughs> just, like, bad. Right. Yes. And, fuck it. well, yes, their,
0: Um, that was Friday, it was against the Nationals, he went complete game, 15 strikeouts, 2 hits. And two, he had two hits himself in an RBI.
1: Well, that, I mean, that speaks to the fact that he literally came up as a position player. He breaks, too. And then he's like, dude, screw this. I'm not losing
0: this game. I'm just going to go complete game. I, I'm not turning it over to the bullpen to get this blown. Um, I'm just going to go out there. He retired the last 19 batters in a row, striking out, fi- striking out 15 total guys. And right now, he's sitting at more RBI than earned runs this year. So, I mean, the guy's insane. You got to... Well, his, last, his
1: last three starts, so the first one of the three, he set his own single-game record for 14 strikeouts. In the second game, he tied his own record of 14 strikeouts. And then in the third game, he broke his single-game record of 15. So he's gone 14, 14, 15. Right. It's stupid. Yeah. It's
0: absolutely Man's insane. Stupid. The man's insane and like the Mets, hey, they're first in the
1: NL East, you know, nine and eight. Nine and eight, but uh That look- race is that that's gonna be a fun race. Right, yeah. Um, any other any other like players we wanna talk about before we deep dive in through you know, the divisions? I mean I have a couple of notes on the divisions, but I'm just trying to think of like players specifically that have
0: Yeah, um not really. I, yeah, I don't really have much in terms of Player, other player than my boy huh? Mike Weathers, huh? Mike Blair Weathers, yeah. I mean,
1: he shut down the Dodgers. You're saying the guys, legit. This Ryan Weathers, give the man some respect. Ryan Weathers, at age nine, this guy was hitting balls into the upper deck, <laughs> yeah. And uh, Adam Dunn was like, Adam Dunn was trying to take hitting advice from him. No, the guy, all I'm saying, the guy's got 15 in his pitch on the year, but he has a 0.59 ERA. He's been awesome, and he, I hope he sticks in the rotation there. Like, he's pretty fun to watch. He's a lefty, kind of kind of a goofy thrown lefty that he pinch hit the other night in the game that I Ooh. bet on, like, plus 160, pinch hit in that game. Yeah, that game, that so that game kind of
0: ended my whole... My whole fuck you tour. To that Vegas. kept me going. That kept me. I didn't even know. You, I didn't. Know you bet the Dodgers. You, yeah, I bet the Dodgers. And then, the, still, so that was Sunday night baseball, and the Dodgers lost uh, three or four to the Padres. Actually, a Sunday night baseball. Um, what was it? It was the the Dodgers had a six run lead, um, going into the seventh inning, and then the Padres scored two, 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 and they tied it up, and then it turned into that the weather's getting a pinch hit because i mean they didn't have anyone so yeah they didn't have anyone and this is what you know this whole um at second base thing i mean it is fine i guess it shorts the game somewhat but like oh it's so exciting it's so awesome that we're doing this you know you have people in like different situations like i watched that game we're having weather's hit because like we walk to get to a pinch hitter and force the Padres to put in a pitcher now to pinch hit because they know Weathers is on deck or whatever and that happened too with the Dodgers like Dodgers had a runner on third the next two guys got intentionally walked because the pitcher spot was up or of a spot where Clayton Kershaw had to pinch hit was up net was up and like they had to use Clayton Kershaw on a pinch hit situation now I'm sure that would happen in extras regularly
1: but I'm just saying like you know it. This is another old head yeah. thing. Isn't it, well, Isn't it fun to see the the pitchers come up? No, <laughs> it's not fun. No, it I is, don't want to see pitchers hit. No, right? It's, it's bad. It is bad. Well, if you're going to do the runner on second thing, then have a lewy DH. Well, yeah. I don't know. The, I don't necessarily saying that's like. Well, but, but dude, you, with have team, the same. That's you have a happen. team. You have a team with a runner on third, and they walk intentionally walk two batters. Yes. I. <laughs> yeah,
0: what? I know. Right, you're saying if we fucking have this extra inning rule,
1: we have like this as a rule before universal DH, which is wild. Like, when is intentionally walking two batters a viable strategy in, in a baseball game? If yes. like. If one of them is Bonds and then the
0: other one yeah. is, like, very good. I don't fine. Right. This is stupid. <laughs> yeah. You don't intentionally want two guys. No, but, no, that, that's kind of wild to me. I think what it's like, we have this universal extra innings rule. The guy at second before we have a universal DH. I don't know. Man, you know
1: baseball is. And that would not have happened without COVID-19, I don't believe. No, but that's what's so weird about it because it's going to happen next yeah. year, whatever. Um, right? Yeah, we can kind we can kind of yeah. dive into the yes, the different divisions too. Yes. I I think where I'd want to start is probably the AL West. Okay. Okay. Just be just because I don't know for a second there, I I kind of thought the Athletics were going to make another run to twenty. I'm not saying I <laughs> predicted that they were, but man, what did they have? Thirteen? Did they get to thirteen? Yes, they they had to
0: thirteen. Um, and that was ended by end, uh, losing to the Orioles. But they did end up winning a series against the Orioles. Now, they're serious against the Rays. But that 13-game win streak, impressive. Is this just impressive. something that we should just come to expect from the athletics? Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, we're looking at almost at like a Moneyball 2.0-type run there with 20 in a row. Yeah, not happening, though. But, no, fucking, the, um, they sweep the Twins. So, the Twins, I guess this is kind of to the AL Central, but... Twins, man, but what's happening there? Like, yikes!
1: <laughs> uh, they're seven and fifteen. It's time to maybe panic a little bit. Yes, and they just like lost. they're there with the Tigers.
0: No, yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. But so you had to get the Ace prop to that thirteen win streak, especially uh, at coming off like you're zero six to start the year. Like, oh, shit. And they just like,
1: all right, whatever, thirteen in a row. I mean, they're one. They're half game ahead of the worst record in baseball. The twins, yes. Yes. It's not
0: good. It's not good.
1: No, I mean and they got they got beat out in a series against the Pirates.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm and I'm like I'm I'm here sitting there saying, Well, okay, the Pirates are twelve and eleven, but obviously it's because they've been facing the Central. Not the case. You know?
0: Mm-hmm, it wouldn't be yeah. central.
1: Like, they were playing central teams, and you could say, you know, hey, they snuck a few here and there. No, they're, like, they beat the Twins in a series. That shouldn't happen, <laughs> I don't think. No, that shouldn't happen. And, like, dude, you look at
0: the Pirates. They're playing They're at 500, right? Yeah, they're at a the they're game, they're game over 500, yeah.
1: It all evens out. I mean, I don't think the Pirates are good, but still pretty impressive that I don't know. I I'm, I'm just that West that West division though, like like the Astros, I mean, dude. Yeah, the Astros Rams are two and a half back. I mean, I'm not trying to panic, but the Athletics are just doing the damn thing like they always do and they're 15 and 9. They look good. They mm-hmm. have good they have good staff. Um Hits. they can hit. They they play some high-scoring games, but I mean, yeah, right now, right now,
0: like, I'm not really certain how they're doing it, but, um, you know, Matt, you can see Matt Olsen has a 976 OPS um, for him, and then Mark Canna has a 825 OPS. I mean, Matt Olsen has six tanks. The rest of the team is just, you have three from Canna, three from Loreano, three from Jed Valley, three
1: from Chapman. Like, everybody's hitting the ball in the ballpark right now. They find these guys, man. They just find these guys that are, like, not. Household name guys like Matt Olson. If you don't watch baseball, you don't know who Matt Olson is, right? You don't know who he is. Their their most popular guy is probably Matt Chapman. Yes, I would agree with that. But they just these weird guys that just produce, and they're pitching like they're pitching stats pretty good, honestly. Yeah, Uh, but still, no name guys. I mean, like people that watch baseball that don't watch the A's, they don't know who Sean Mania is. I agree. I agree. Look, it's, it's what they do. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Ramon Loyano
0: also has an eighth stolen bases. That has to be tied for the league. That has to be league leading, right? Or is it Jazz? Uh,
1: I don't know. I would assume it's up there though, and he's really good he's, too. I mean, yeah. he
0: is tied with Whit Merrifield. But yeah, I mean, Ramon three t- three bombs.
1: Eight stolen bases. Oh, I forgot about this, though. They do have Jed Lowry, too. Jed Lowry's been raking this year. Yes. But they get, like, they have Mitch Moreland DHing for him. Just, like, a low-key pick-up-a-guy that's kind of been there, done that. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Sean Murphy's catching. Sean Murphy's a good catcher. They have Piscotty. I mean, they have some guys that I – they have Elvis Andrews, too. I guess I didn't. They kind of picked him up to take semi spot.
0: Yeah. No, we'll see. We'll definitely see how it plays out there. Right now, they're playing good ball. Uh, everybody seems to be pitching in um, with
1: Chapman being the one stand out in the lineup. But everybody is really playing well. Really, really are. I mean, this is a two team race for me Athletics and Astros. I think Angels are going to be right, hovering around right around 500 all year. The Mariners, I think, are going to drop off, and the Rangers are just bad. I'm pretty sure they're yeah. not good at all. So we don't have to focus too much on that. We can kind of move to the central. Uh, Royals are leading the division at fourteen and eight. My Royals. Um, I think the White Sox are still going to win this division. Yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, I think they have the best team. White
0: Sox. When we last left off, they uh, they beat the Indians eight to five. There was like a one game a one game isolated game, I think. I don't know if it was a makeup from earlier in the year, um, from some weather or whatever, but it was like an isolated game and they swept the Rangers. So and now they're just getting into their other series right now. So there's been a couple of off days mixed in there, but that's the Sweep the Rangers, you know, maybe they start to get rolling again. Um the other thing too here that was interesting yeah. that I saw stand out was Michael Kolpeck actually threw five innings for him. Um Got a win. Yeah. Eighty nine pitches. They were gonna limit that limit him and I still think they are. It's just that weird to see him go five innings.
1: Dude, he he's he throws gasoline. Like he's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would hope they're gonna plan on using him in the rotation moving forward. I hope. Right. And
0: like that's the thing. I think I heard that they were not planning to do that this year, which you know, you, they definitely could use him, especially if he's playing like that. But like, Cease is not good. Um, I don't know if they're gonna say if they're gonna stick with their plan, saying we don't, we want to.
1: But why? I mean, I don't understand why teams because, say that. Why do teams do that?
0: Because he was, I guess, with for Kopeck, yes, because he was injured in all of 2020 and all of 2019. So okay, they're like, well, well it's really good right
1: now. Freaking pitch him. I don't get so stupid. Yeah, and I don't know if it,
0: if they do use him. That he's going to be extremely limited. I think I heard I don't know on CBS Fantasy Sports like 100 they're saying like 120 innings probably max
1: for him. So, I don't know. I don't get why these teams pick these arbitrary numbers just to throw out there and say like, "You know what? I think at 120 innings he's going to be ready to go for next year." Um, how would you just judge based off of how his arm feels and go based on that if his arm feels good whatever if his arm is tired then skip a start like yeah why does it have to be all this predetermined numbers that I don't know where they pull these numbers out of a hat from it just pisses me off because like Kopech's really good throw yeah right I'm not saying like throw him in the fire I'm not saying throw him 120 (laughs) pitches but like dude if his arm feels good, and he's—I mean, I obviously—I don't know if his arm feels good or what his status is, but it's just so dumb that they pick before the season starts. He won't throw more than 120 innings. That's yeah, stupid. yeah. And right. they—they do—they struck gold with Carlos Rodon. Like he's been awesome. Yeah. No, he yeah, had no hitter. We didn't mention that.
0: that. Uh, yeah, two no hitters. We forgot to mention last time we podcasted. One of them being wrote, uh Rodon or pronounce it for me please, I just fucked up. Rodon. Rodon. Yeah. Um, he was what yeah. what was he, he was two eight, outs away? He was eight and a third and uh back foot slider hit a guy at top of the top of the shoe. So, I uh, saw
1: some people like I saw some people saying <laughs> I saw like okay, so to just to clarify, he had a perfect game through eight and a third, then he hit a batter. And then he got a no-hitter. And I saw mm-hmm. people saying, like, do you think years down the road he'll regret throwing that pitch, that hit? Oh, <laughs> people say some of the dumbest shit. Yeah, right, yeah.
0: No, that, it was kind of funny, too, after the game, he was, like, so nonchalant. I don't know, he, kind of funny post-game interview. And then some guy's like, what's on your mind right now? He's like, that. He's like, ah, that 1-2 toe ball. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's still threw to a no hitter, man. So I don't know if he's been, like still gonna be like waking up in the middle of the night ten years later saying, "Oh my god, I sweating gonna... in the middle of the night." Yeah, right. I think he'll be fine in that aspect, especially since he like, and in the post game or, or maybe later on in different interviews, it's like he's like, "This is the first time that ever got to like pitch, and actually like feel good about it, feel good about a start," because he's been like super injured and, like, not been in the league for a while. He's been up and down a lot, yeah. So he's, like, he's probably, like, man, he's, like, I felt really good because I actually could pitch and feel comfortable out there and, like, I actually had a good start. So then the icing on the cake, I guess, is the no-hitter.
1: Well, and, I mean, the White Sox have kind of gotten bailed out on some of their injury stuff, like mm-hmm. – this Mercedes guy is. Breaking. Oh yeah,
0: Mercedes, I think he he's in the top ten in OPS. I so still still is. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like he's he's good. Um, and Grandal's been kind of struggling a little bit too. So I mean. He's just a nice he's a nice addition for them to have they can throw a DH they can they I saw they played him at first if they can get Jose Abreu and put him in the DH slot they can put him at catcher like he can kind of do a little bit of everything which um, you know for them again losing uh I can't think of his name now that they lost um
0: Tim Anderson no Moncada So Alright, so we
1: had some uh we had some technical difficulties there. My internet cut out for a second, but um what we were talking about basically is Eloy Jimenez Oh yeah, who, uh is out for the year. So just to have some guys that have stepped up and been able to kind of cover the cover his loss has I that's been huge for the White Sox. And I mean they're only twelve and ten, but like I think the White Sox are still the class of that division. I think they're they're in a good spot to win, especially since the Twins have been... Yeah. God-awful. That's very true. Well, now they actually... Uh, a game must have just went final because now they have the worst record in baseball. The Tigers won. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Tigers just won, so now the Twins have the worst record in baseball as we speak. God. Oh. Ugh. I mean that's. I mean it's not even like, the Yankees are still ten and thirteen. No, <laughs> yeah,
0: right. And the people have been going like, dude, Twins, you got to figure something out there. I I know, but the struggle has been kind of is that Colomy has been absolutely terrible for him. I think I can't remember what his he He's he's been very bad. If he gets four blown saves. I'm Not entirely certain, but. Um, I just saw it, it Monday too. Like. You know, it was a tie game this time, and extras, and he just, like, the Twins didn't score in the top half of the 10th, and then the first batter, Colome comes in, tank, see ya, walk off. So it's been a struggle for Colome, especially in the bullpen. Not necessarily certain how the bats are going. I know it's not going well for Snow because I was a Snow owner, and now he's in the IL, so, yeah. I think Kepler's on the IL, too. Yes, he is oh my gosh you don't want to look at their lineup man like there's a couple of guys that are doing pretty well but then there's like well, a handful of guys with, has been all world yeah there's a handful of guys with like averages sub 200 like polanco jake cave garver Sano, jeffers like
1: yikes Cute. dude like they're all sub 200 Yeah, I mean, I'm happy that uh, Arias is going to get confirmed playing time. I think he's a stud. Like, he's like Mm -hmm. a 300 guy every year. Donaldson, you can't expect to get a full season out of. Buxton's been out of his mind, but I don't even know. I mean, yeah, Buxton's burned me so many times that, like, I don't know. Nelson Cruz, here's the thing, dude. Nelson Cruz, that guy... That guy is unbelievable. I mean, he's. If they go league wide, if they go league wide DH, this guy's gonna play for another five years.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. I mean, he does have. He's seven bombs right now in the year. Um, and like you said with Buxton, you've been burned by him. He was day to day, Monday. Um, but he was able to play tonight. I think he had another bomb tonight. I'm not. I don't know. Regardless, I mean, he's been he's been playing well. The I mean, team, dude Nelson yeah. Cruz is forty Cruz is, years
1: old. Yeah, Cruz is awesome. He's forty years old. I mean, I don't. This guy's unbelievable. Yeah, he's. I mean, but they, like I said, Kepler. I mean, Kepler being out hurts them. Um, they've got some guys out. Uh, their bullpen seems to be the major concern, though. Yeah,
0: and. Like I don't know. Even tonight, it was kind of a back and forth game. Um, well, yeah, sort of back and forth. Like they took they score two, the fir- two in the first, two in the first. Because I, I tuned in a little bit. Like they score two in the first, then the Cleveland comes and takes the lead. Then they, then they tie the game back up, and then they lose it again. It's like, uh, can we? Yeah,
1: I don't know. It's all just yikes, yuck. Well, I mean. The thing too is last year they got such a good year out of Kenta Maeda that there's no way that I mean, Kenta Maeda's good, but he's mm-hmm. not as good as he was last year. Like he no, was no. unbelievable last year, and this year he's getting absolutely shelled. Yeah. They need yeah. I mean, they needed him to be they needed him to be Something. as as, you know, not better, but like they needed him to be as good. As he was last year, or you know something, he's got a six point one ERA this year. So yeah. that's that yeah, hurts. Not, not gonna get the job done.
0: So if you looking at that, I mean, Pineda. Ber, then you have Barrios, Pineda. I mean, it's it's all right. It's all right. It's it's mainly you get the sticks going around, and hopefully the bullpen can hold some leads. Because I know that part of the A's. Athletic streak was sweeping the twins, and the twins actually blew a game in the ninth in that one, too. So, I mean, I don't know, figure out at bullpen, at
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm just not really feeling the twins right now. We'll see. Well, what's that old cliche? You can't win
0: a division in the first month of the season, but you can certainly lose one, dude. You might be losing
1: the division here, C- certainly lose one. Um. Seven fourteen, Yikes. I think it's time to get Dobknock back in the rotation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Their be. bullpen is their bullpen's yikes, though. Yeah. They got to get that figured out. I mean, their rotation's fine. It's not great. Uh, Barrios will be there. He's about the most reliable guy. Again, yeah. they were banking on Maeda to be the ace again, and I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, then- we can go to the... Well, if you got anything else, otherwise we'll
0: go no. to the East. Yeah, I was just going to say. And then the Tigers, which, yeah, nothing really there. They got swept by the Royals. Um, so the, that boosts the Royals record there.
1: Um, and they The lost. Indians are going to be a team that are going to be tough to get take a series from.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did watch on Saturday, last Saturday, at the most recent one. But the one before, no, it was the most recent one, sorry. I don't know what I'm saying. But Cole versus Bieber, that was a good game. They lived up to the expectations there. That was a very exciting game. Um, the Yankees ended up winning that one, but yeah, it was Bieber Cole. It was
1: everything you hoped it would be as a fan watching that game. Yeah, they got. I mean, the Indians have guys. Obviously, they offloaded some guys in the off season and. Try to get some younger guys in the lineup. I think they're kind of in a rebuilding state right now where they still have some of their core pieces. Like, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do, what the Indians do at the trade deadline. You know, do they look to move? Do they look to move J-Ram? Right. Uh, That'll kind of determine where they're at because they have some nice pieces right now, but it depends if they're going to try and go for it I mean I don't think they are but they could their bullpen's tough like their bullpen's strong they have two legitimate closers in their bullpen do they look to move one of those pieces Mm -hmm. Um, well
0: yeah that's the other thing that that the twins bad start does is throw a whole wrench into that situation too like now the Indians might be holding much longer because of that you know right? see an
1: opportunity to pounce but yeah I don't have a ton on the East. I mean, I don't know what you have. The Yankees have just kind of been... I don't get the... I don't know. I don't get the Yankees. Right. So... Um, yeah, the Yankees,
0: uh, when we left off last week, they split two games set with Braves. Then they actually won three of four against Cleveland there. So, looking to be right back, getting back on track there. And after that series, you drop one to Matt Harvey. Matt Harvey gets a second win in a row. And it's like, oh, my God. The panic again. But then they just won again tonight. So
1: you see the lineup tonight?
0: I did not see the lineup tonight, no. LeMay, I,
1: Stanton, Judge, Urshela, Torres, Hicks. Okay, that's,
0: that's much better. It's much Bordor, better.
1: O'Dor batting ninth. We're finally
0: figuring some stuff out. <laughs> it's definitely better. It's definitely better. I just saw too, though, on Twitter that like Judge was sore, so I think Boone is planning an off day for him sometime shortly. Which, uh, yikes! Like, door, said,
1: but, like the other night, they had a door betting cleanup. They figured it out. Lemay, you stand Judge odor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, this this lamp is a lot better. Like this is a nice traditional. Like yes, good lineup. Good lineup, put together, boom. You're starting to figure out.
1: He just does, but, like, he just does whatever. He batted yeah. Brett Gardner at leadoff the other day. Yeah. The... Gardner, Stanton, Judge Odor. What? You're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs>
0: it was... What the, <laughs> the hell's the of matter names, with this guy? It's names out of a hat, dude.
1: <laughs> Seriously, like, and then the other, and then, the day before was LeMayu Stanton, Judge Torres or Shella. He's just making stuff up yeah, as he goes. And they're sitting in last place right now in the division. Even after he, that... He's playing with fire, Boone. I yeah. mean, they're going to give you a little bit of a leash, but my God, figure it out. Yeah.
0: Other team in the Central I guess we could touch on. I think they do have... Oh, they're kind of, they're tied with athletics right now. Yeah, tied with the best uh, record in baseball, the Boston Red Sox at fifteen and nine. What?
1: I I have nothing to say about the Red Sox. I don't I don't get it. I don't claim to get it. I think some of the pieces like some of the moves they made were pretty solid. I would just say that. Like they got Kiki Hernandez, you better lead off for him today. Mm-hmm. He's, he's been really good. Um, but they're getting like, they got seven innings, one earned, and 10 Ks out of Garrett Richards today. Yeah, that's. I did bet on the Red Sox.
0: Um, supposedly, like, just based on the pitching matchup, well, based on their lineup over P- this uh, David Peterson guy, I didn't expect to get a 2 1 ball game. Seven strong innings from Gary Richards. Like, I don't know how the
1: team... The the team just seems to be out slugging people at this point right now, right? But that... Well, I mean, their first four, you have, like, Kiki Hernandez, you have Devers, Martinez, and Bogarts, but then after that, it's yikes. Yeah, and
0: this Garrett Richards stuff, definitely. Yeah, I don't know. Best record in baseball.
1: I'm just... Like I said on the last pod, all I said was, don't let the Red Sox hang around. Don't do it. Yeah. Oh, that's right. They have Verdugo, too. That was another another guy that I liked that they got, and he's been awesome this year. Yeah. I, <laughs> Don't let this team hang around. I'm
0: looking at the, the pitchers right now. I see, like, everybody's having a solid year. Nothing. Well, like, Eduardo,
1: like, dude, Rodriguez is solid. He's, Evaldi he's solid. is solid. Pavetta getting 3.48 out of him right now. Richards then, is not a good pitcher, though. No, he's not. He's not. It was like, <laughs> but Chris Sale comes back in a month and a half, a month or a month and a half. Yeah, and all of a sudden you you, you can hear
0: the assholes now. It's called socks. You can you can it's hear called them. socks. And they're gonna make them. They'll make I, I, a move. My boss next ain't good, but no, yeah. Then they And they right?
1: don't let them hang around. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have too much more in the East other than Aaron Boone's a moron and right. don't let don't let the Sox hang around. I would say, yeah. Because the other thing with the with the East, you know,
0: much on it is like everybody else is below 500 right now. Um, I guess I could say the one thing that happened actually while before he jumped on recording was the Blue Jays um, actually took it to Max Scherzer today and Vladdy, Vlad Jr. hit three bombs. So, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know how many. Oh, I think he might okay. have two offshoots there. I'm just gonna check that quick.
1: Yeah, he had seven ribs.
0: Yeah, in a bullpen.
1: Holy. Game. <laughs> Holy crap! The Blue Jays pitched a bullpen game today. Yeah. Um. I stupidly bet the
0: under in this game. I get a oh, stupidly. Um. I saw a shirt in the mound, thought he could do it, but did you know it's a bullpen game? I saw Thornton
1: yeah he only went, I, he was an opener
0: yeah
1: oh well I don't know I was just curious if you knew that it's not
0: a big deal I just I know I know I, I, I basically saw yeah, Scherzer yeah Scherzer yikes yeah not good for Scherzer not good speaking
1: yeah. of yeah so that's the AL East there yeah, we can we can kind of move on to the NL unless you have anything else in the AL East.
0: No, I don't really have anything else, really. Well, I, I guess I can I can. Wait, did I bet? No. Yep. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm an idiot.
1: Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I can just start. I can just start in the. Um, I can just start in the NL East. Um, Braves won the night. Beat the Cubs again. They're now one game under 500. Um, the Cubs are kind of I don't want to say losing steam. I mean they're, they're 10 and 13, like they're not they're right in the thick of the central, I guess, but this Cubs team is like, they can't hit. I don't get it. I don't get it why? I don't know why okay. they can't hit, but they can't hit at all. Um, one thing I would just say, cause I watched the game the other night, uh, the Braves won eight to seven yesterday. Will Smith got the, got the save and, um, man, like Will Smith has not been lights out this year, but the Cubs, they were just swinging at every single pitch that he threw Like they out of their shoes. I mean, every single pitch they swung as hard as they possibly could, and it's kind of been their m o but it just worked out one year and ever since I mean, it just can't be your approach they, right. have, they have like I feel like Anthony Rizzo is the one guy that actually puts well Brian's been awesome, but like actually puts a good approach together at the plate,
0: yeah. Like, um, I was a one-run ball game. Probably just guys just trying to get up there and tie it all in one swing And instead of, like, in that specific inning, I guess you could say. Um,
1: I'm just going to be interested to see what they do at the trade deadline because they brought up Nico Horner. Nico Horner's been good. He's been playing – like, he plays shortstop. He's kind of a middle infielder. Are they going to extend Javi Baez? Or are they going to stick with him? I'm praying. I guess I'm not even praying. I'm going to make a prediction that the Braves are going to make a play at Chris Bryant. I think it's. I think it's <laughs> finally the right time to do that. He's been awesome this year. They need a third baseman. Yeah, Riley's, Riley's been. He's been he, he's been heating up uh, a little bit. I don't. I just. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's the answer. He plays a solid, you know, third base, but he's been fine this year. I mean, he's hitting .246. He's got a couple tanks, uh, but he only has four RBIs. He's he's been fine. Um, I think it's the move. I think well, and it just sucks not having the DH because it would make Brian a lot more. Entertaining because then they could put, they could honestly put Brian in the outfield or Riley in the outfield. Then they could have, uh, they could have uh, sleeves uh, oh, DH. Zuna. Yeah. Ozuna could DH and it would make it a lot more intriguing. But right, right now they have to play Ozuna with how much they're paying him, They got to play him. So, yeah.
0: Right you now, know, yeah, for,
1: been... like I want him to play, but. He's yeah. just putrid. He's putrid in the outfield. Yeah, he's been a struggle bunny too to at the One eighty si one
0: eighty five average, like two ninety eight on base. So yeah, it was even been a struggle bunny. Um, so the Braves are five hundred now, or are they just one game below, one game below you said. So I mean, I'm not worried
1: about the Braves. I they're they're like still pretty banged up. Yeah, they are. Um, where they're at right now i'm pretty happy actually with 11 and 12 in that division i'm i'm pretty happy with it once they get freed and soroka back a week ago
0: it was just like uh acuna just carrying the offense now i see that freddie is kind of like coming around a little i don't know like, well he's not hitting the at for the average right now but he's got six tanks in the year so uh, th- he's got that, that working for him the whole the power but once the average start coming around, you'll see offense start coming around. Basically, it's been Acuna carrying them, carrying them with um, Azuna being struggle bunny and Swanson kind of being struggle bunny. Um, but yeah, I mean, Swanson's picked it up a
1: little bit, which has yeah. been, which has been nice. This this team's uh, historically, like the last couple of years, they've kind of been a slow starting offensive group. So I look, you know, I look to see them kind of get things going and. Um, heat up a little bit. Like I said, Swanson has he's hitting 188. The crazy Mm -hmm. thing is he's actually been hitting good his last you know five to ten games. He's he's he had three hits on the 27th. He had two hits on the 26th. Like yeah, he's been getting he's he's been getting his. He'll be fine if he stays healthy. He'll be fine. Like that that offense is going to turn it around. It's just been kind of. A frustrating start to the season but like i said i'm happy with 11 and 12 to be yeah they're i mean they're half game back mm-hmm. right and did you see how it's uh
0: swanson broke out of the slump Mm. he he was before the series the series he uh was just burning sage he brought sage <laughs> really? to the ballpark. it was burning sage and then like he went yard uh monday and then uh the announcers are like, make I don't know. They said they mentioned like him burning sage. So that's how he, that's how he breaks out of it. Hey,
1: whatever works, yeah. Um, the Phillies are eleven and twelve as well. I think they're gonna kind of. I really think this is a two-team race. I think it's Braves and Mets. Right.
0: Yeah. I guess you could. Well, the Phillies they they lost back to back series against the Giants and Rockies last week. Um, so, so last week was not good for him. Um, the one positive, I guess you could say, is that they're still in second place half game back then. Um, yeah, they're half game back. The I mean, yeah, Bryce Harper looking real good. Sixth in OPS, NLB, six tanks, Hoskins leading the league in bombs at the eighth. It's just, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, losing back-to-back series is why they're where they're at now. The, they seem to be decently good with the sticks. Um, you just don't trust them enough
1: to uh, make it a three-team race, then, huh? I just don't buy the Phillies as much as I buy the Braves and the Mets. I I think they're probably the third-best team in that division. Did you see the Did you see the game the other night, Phillies and Cardinals? Yes. What yes. in God's creation? That was that ridiculous.
0: Yeah, it was complete game Wainwright. Two runs, loss. <laughs> they lost. The Cardinals what? lost 2-1. Lost two to one. Wainwright threw a complete game. Wheeler won eight innings, nine strikeouts, one hit, one earned. Like, I don't know. And we can get into, I mean, Wainwright's been in, like. I don't like, get it. In, he had seven innings. Yeah, 7 innings start the start before that. Uh, then he goes 9 inning complete game gets the loss, but like I don't know how Wainwright continues to do it. Yeah. Um, his first start of where we last uh, left, left off, sorry, was 7 innings 10 Ks. This one was 9 innings, I don't know how many Ks, but I don't know how he's doing it.
1: You're right. That that was um, a pretty- Monday. Yeah, that was that, I mean, that was a crazy box score. Um, I don't I've already said it. I don't buy the Nationals. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't buy them. I, I don't think they're No. I think they're fine. I, I think Strasburg going down hurt them. And then I mean, if you can't depend on Scherzer, I'm not saying these guys have to be lights out every night, but they can't get I mean, they got to get good outings out of Scherzer if they want to win series. Right. Um. No. Yeah. And their first. lineup's not their lineup's not great. I mean, it's really not. They have Trey Turner, but like Soto's out right now and then their lineup tonight was bad. Yadiel Hernandez in right field. I don't even know who that is. Ryan Zimmerman was hitting third. Josh Bell mm-hmm. cleanup, then they have Shorever, Josh Harrison, Sterling Castro. I mean, they're just like a bunch of has-beens in my opinion that they're solid names. I mean, I recognize all the names pretty much, but I just i'm not i'm not bullish on them
0: right turner did go yard um twice um but yeah you're you're right um and also i just can bring up corbin like corbin he finally had a good start like last week sometime but he's still struggling hard so and you I, mean, with Josh start?
1: Out. I mean, he went four innings, four
0: earned. That was, I get was that better? No, that was that was the most recent one. The start before that, he went six innings, six innings, and like no earned against the Cardinals. But yeah,
1: no. they need him to be. <laughs> it's Again, They looked up on paper, but it's just not working out on paper. So
0: I, I'm, just, I'm like, I'm thinking Corbin's not good anymore. Do I want to say that? Uh, I might want to have that hot take that Corbin is well, not... You,
1: hey, you called it at the start of the year. I'll, I'll give you props to that. The velocity dipped. Something was up. He's been getting lit. Yeah. I don't know Probably, what it is. I have the season stats
0: here. 10.470 ERA, 2.02 02 whip. 19 earned and 16 and a third. But... Yikes. I don't know. He could, he could turn around. He has been there before. Maybe he to do something different, mixing pitches, I don't know what it is, but yeah, it's not good for the national for Corbin especially and the
1: national assist team yeah, I mean, the thing with Corbin too is uh, he had that one really really, really good year hmm but i don't I'm trying to think uh I'm trying to see what his what his age is, I want to say he's like, yeah, he's 31. I, I just kind of feel like he's at that age right now where he has to adjust. I mean, the velocity's down. I don't know why the velocity down. Usually there's a reason. So maybe he's working on adjusting some different things. Like, I don't know. I a 10 ERA is ridiculous for yeah. a guy that had such, I mean, he's had some really good seasons, so. They need they need him to be lights out. I mean, if him and Scherzer can't be lights out, they they're not a good ball team. No, right? It's, yeah. And the and the other team in the division, the Marlins. Listen, yeah, I'm not I'm not like I'm not like saying the Marlins are good. I want to be clear about that. But I'm just telling you, and the Brewers are literally in the midst of this right now. But like, they're in the midst of a series with them. Right. All I'm gonna say is you do not want to play the Marlins for a series. I'm not saying that they're good. Yeah. I'm not saying they're a good team. But it's not like, oh yeah, sweet, we have the Marlins. Here comes a here comes a series win. Yeah, exactly. exactly. They're just going to be one of those past dingy teams all year. Yeah. Which bring us which can bring us to our central talk because we finally found out that Corbin Burns is somewhat human yeah right yeah
0: i mean what what was it uh monday he went five innings um five runs four earned um so yeah he, he nine changed, strikeouts zero walks yeah change it so that that actually is still alive so he did break an lb record for the most strikeouts without a walk start season i think it was um and he still kept that alive um, I guess it's the silver lining there from that start. Um, I think it's at four. It's at forty-nine strikeouts and zero walks now for Corbin Burns. Um, but like you said, um, you don't really want to go in and against play against the Marlins in a series. The Brewers dropped Game One, at eight rip because of that right? No, what was it? Was it eight rip? I can't yeah, remember. They lost, they lost their rip. Yeah, eight rip. So. Um, they were able and to they, win, though. They you know, won tonight, though, so... Tonight, so, I mean, you're, you're split right now. Um, the thing you could say, Jazz Chisholm. I guess he's fun for the Marlins. Uh, he's got some swag. You I I'll,
1: I'll like that guy. I mean, I don't have a ton on him, but from... <laughs> here's the thing. I don't have, like, a ton of information on him, and I'm guessing the league is fading this guy. But here's what I've seen. This guy... Has well, oh, he left the game tonight. Great, <laughs> That's the game with the hamstring tonight. Really? I was just gonna. I was. He steals every base. Yes, he does. He has eight stolen he on, bases. He steals. Seven stolen bases. Yep. He stole second he and third play. the other night against the Brewers. Yeah. He just and he just gets on and steals. Yep. With the and blue hair. Hit, I don't know. And he hits doubles like he's been hitting for gap to gap power. He's been hitting off like. Huge name pitchers that he has no business raking <laughs> off of because I'm gonna say he doesn't have any business, but I mean the guy's a nobody, and yeah. he's I don't know he's solid. I I've enjoyed watching him play. Um, it's a nice boost for them, but their their pitching's good. Their pitching's going to keep them right. relevant. It's kind of a dangerous team to play and. Dude, the Brewers are 14-9, and nine, leading the division.
0: Leading division. The one thing that I'm going to say, though, too, going back to the Burns thing, as good as he's been, the Brewers have won. They're 2-3 in Corbin Burns starts. Yeah, that can't happen. Yeah, that's not good. But then also looking back on the Brewers, too, this week, they saw the Padres, which was simply incredible. Didn't see that coming. Then they take 2-3 against the Cubs.
1: That kid, working Um. Yeah. We had a little a little visitor on the pod, beep making an appearance. Um. So I talked to you about this the other night too with Burns. I'm not saying I just, I don't get it. I don't I just don't get how this guy and watching him pitch, I get it. Okay, I watched his start the other night when he gave up four earned. Up to the mm-hmm. point that he started the, the hits that they had were cheap BS. Yes. Hits. Like they didn't square up balls. It was a Jesus Aguilar, he like missed and it flared out to right and it was just some BS bad luck. He puts the ball wherever he wants to put it and has nasty stuff. I just don't get what happened. Something from, happened. I mean, dude, the Brewers intentionally tried to fuck this guy up. <laughs> two, years ago, two years ago, this guy was going to be in the Brewers rotation and he had, like, two or three bad starts. They they tossed him to the bullpen and basically wrote him off. And he comes back last year, contends for the Cy Young, comes back this year, backs it up, and it's been absolutely filthy. I've just never yep. seen as much of a turnaround. This wasn't even anticipated. I mean, Brewer-Homers will be like, I knew it. I knew it all along. I knew this guy was going to be... No, you didn't. This right he's doing right now is not what you knew was going to happen. If you would have said, hey, this guy will be in the rotation and be, you know, a good pitcher, okay, fine. He has a 1.53, and before that, he had a sub 0. .5. Yeah. It yes. was and on the Grom's level. Right. And the other thing is, like, walking zero guys. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. I mean this is This is dumb what he's doing right now, and good for the Brewers, I mean, to have this guy come out and back up what he did last year, but man, I just hope he can put it together for i hope he can have a two hundred inning season for the Brewers and really have you know if him and Woodruff can stay healthy, there's no way the Brewers don't win this division i I don't think i mean they their're hitting's not great, but right, no. Yeah, and that's yeah Woodruff too.
0: We got to mention him. He had another two dominant starts, right? Yeah, he had six innings against the Padres, one earned. Then he had six innings against the Cubs, no no runs, two hits, six eight strikeouts. So I mean, he's been
1: I guess matching him, matching Burns. It feels it's but but Woodruff's, Woodruff's one of those guys. Last what? I don't know, how long has he been on the scene? Three years now, where he's been? Yeah, yeah. He's been a guy where you would say, I think this guy is a legitimate ace. Right. Does it feel weird for you to now say, <laughs> Burns is a legitimate ace in Major League <laughs> Baseball? That feels weird to me to say. <laughs> I don't know. I... Are we replacing we this guy in the same category as... I am pieces of baseball, I and feeling it, I, not feeling weird about it. I'm not. I'm not saying he's not in that conversation. It just feels weird, is what I'm saying. Right. Okay. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. You could. You could say
0: that. Um. Yeah. It, it, it's tough, I guess, because I mean, I definitely thought he had a very, very high ceiling. Uh, going into like fantasy drafts, being I mean, like, okay. Um, I'm at this sort of, like, tier of pitcher. I mean, Corbin Burns is a very high ceiling based on what he did in that shortened season last year and striking a bunch of guys out and, like, hearing guys like, dude, his swing and misstep is incredible. So, yeah,
1: I mean... To, I mean, to, to expect something like to, this is ridiculous. No, you're Bre- right. I mean, if any Brewer fan would say they expect to have two top pitchers in baseball on, in the rotation, I'm calling you a liar yeah we're gonna have two top 10 guys in the game liar it's and they're doing it i'm not saying it's just it's it's crazy yeah he had an 8.8 era in 2019 no that was very bad i saw one of those starts i guess the cardinals
0: and like he gave, like, how many bombs it get? he led the league in bombs given up, I'm thinking. He was so bad. That. Maybe he, they take him out of the starting role before he could, like, lead the league in bombs given up. But, yeah, yeah, it was not. It was very bad. I've just and never that seen was, a turnaround that's this. Oh. And I was in your camp, too. I thought they, like, ruined – the Brewers might have ruined him for good after all that. He averaged 12 – Okay, no, he averaged three point one whole run per nine in that season that he had that ERA. So yeah, definitely not good. And he just turned it all around. BJ says it's the lap. He went to the lap, whatever that
1: is. I mean I don't know what that means, but whatever it is, uh it worked. And I'll I'll just say kudos to whatever the Brewers are doing from a pitching coach perspective. Like whatever they're doing to develop these pitchers, I mean Freddie Peralta has been Yeah. That too. Believable too. And he, the thing with him, it's never that he was a bad pitcher. It's that he couldn't, he he walked too many guys. And now he's just fixed it. That too. Yeah. So kudos. I mean, legitimately, kudos to the Brewers pitching uh, staff uh, from like a coaching perspective and whatever they're doing to develop these guys. They're pitching development because. For them to get those three guys to come into this rotation and be that dominant has been I mean if it can continue, like I said, I don't see anyone catching him in this division. They yeah. just need Hauser, they just need Hauser and Anderson to be serviceable.
0: Right.
1: Right.
0: Another thing too with uh, Freddie, he
1: did get the nickname fastball Freddie.
0: And now he's actually uh, mixing other pitches in, which is nice to see. And, like you said, uh, has the control issue sort of um, figured out now, um, at least the start of the season. Um, It's it's not something that's, like, bad, like very bad, I guess. He's got 13 walks in 22 innings. It might still be there a little bit, but it's nothing like it was in the past. Well, as long as he strikes
1: out 38 guys in 22 innings. Yeah yeah right right he's got a two point four five e r a man uh pretty incredible to me uh i was i was bullish on i i was bullish on the brewers to win the division and go over their win total. i didn't expect this output <laughs> from the pitching i guess yes um, yeah it's kind of saving them, to be honest, because their hitting is. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah, maybe no, I mean, they haven't been hitting bad. I'm saying their no. lineup though is. Right. Then the names in the lineup, like we we
0: talked, we we've been about the Brewers. We haven't mentioned the lineup once, which is because I mean, it hasn't been anything special. I mean, you're definitely getting contributions from um, non-household names like Billy McKinney as actually leading this team offensively. I mean, Wong came back for the Cubs series and started, he, like, came back and was immediately on fire. That was nice to see. But, yeah, I mean, you take, you sweep the Padres, um, you know, mostly based on the pitching, but you had a great series out of McKinney at the plate, and, like, Jace Peterson went yard twice. Like, Jace Peterson goes yard twice Yeah, in series, I mean, my Hudson. God.
1: Yeah, I don't know, like, that's what you're getting out of the lineup. Um, but you could, I mean, you could help me out, too. So, like, their lineup tonight was Tyrone Taylor batting leadoff, Omar Narvaez, which, I don't know. Omar Narvaez batting two he just seemed crazy to me just because we don't see catchers bat that high yeah. in a lineup ever. But then they have, obviously, Garcia batting three. Obviously, has been, I mean, he's had, he has three bombs, but he's been really bad. Keston's hitting four. He's been really bad. Yes. Um, and so I guess... Tyrone Taylor, he had three hits tonight, three RBIs. Is this guy a guy, or what's his story? Yeah, I don't know any story. I don't know if
0: this guy is a guy at all or anything, or if she's just filling the leadoff spot because Wong had a day off. Um, I would guess that's the situation there. Um, I don't know if
1: this he's going to be a guy. Honestly, I don't. He's hitting 400 I, I I don't know what how many at bats or played appearances he has but um I just saw I saw a couple of articles that are we are saying like is Tyrone Taylor uh, you know a, a leadoff guy for the Brewers going forward or I don't know I just saw some things so I didn't know if this was something that they had this guy coming up and yeah I right I'm not so much
0: certain at all he has 15 at bats this year um but as, as far as, like, prospect-wise, not sure where he really fell or if he was promising. The probably thing a BJ he said, question. Yeah, that is definitely a B.J. question. He probably knows everything there is to know about Tyrone Taylor. Um, I'm really going to say? Yeah, I saw actually a, a stat. I can't remember where it was. On, maybe it was on Twitter that, like, Narvaez is, like, leading the NLB in quality at bat percentage.
1: He's Which been, is, it,
0: yeah, he's been, I guess, putting quality at-bats together. He's been. <laughs>
1: well, really well, the doing. thing with him, too, I don't know if you've noticed this. I mean, he's hit 389. Like, he's been awesome. Yeah, right. Um, what I've noticed from him, too, is he's actually been awesome behind the dish, too. Which, when they brought him in, remember the big. Yeah. The big thing with him was, like, he couldn't even catch a ball behind. It. I mean, he was, yeah. like, statistically the worst catcher in baseball defensively and he's been good behind the dish which is huge for the brewers i think manny Pena maybe just got hurt if i remember damn correctly because he's a really good catcher to i mean Mm -hmm. in all honesty he's a really good backup catcher yeah he
0: is yes for sure um he had a big – he had a huge pinch hit two-run home run um, game mm-hmm. two.
1: Or game – yeah, game two, I guess. Yep, I the, bet like, yeah, I bet on the, the Brewers that game two. Yeah. Um, tonight they went JP, uh, Devin Williams, and Josh Hader to, to close it out too. So, I mean, man, JP's really solidifying himself as a high-quality seventh-inning guy. To pair with yep. Williams and ader man, that's you have two, you have two or three stud pitchers in a seven, eight, nine lockdown. That's man, <laughs> that pitch, yeah, that pitch is keeping them very relevant. Yes, yeah, that's that's very true, very true. First and in division. I don't have, I, I don't have a lot. Of, the other than the Reds have just completely fallen off the face of the planet. They're three and seven in their last ten. They were in first place, and then now they're just not good. Yeah, right. And,
0: yeah, with the Reds, I just have, like, I I guess I would say the note on them for me is, like, Castillo also kind of much to, like, Corbin. Now, he's been as bad as Corbin, but, like, he's having the struggles um, there. He's got a 6.29 ERA now. Uh, His last start um, was against the Diamondbacks, I think. Um, and it was four innings, you know, he only had, he had three runs, given up one earned, but like seven hits, two walks. Like there's way too much traffic on base. That's so like you get pulled, but, um, yeah, he's struggling a little bunch. And then the, the bullpen too, has been awful or one guy in particular has been awful. So I maybe mean, Garrett, uh, blown save against the Diamondbacks, three run tank. Um, and I think he's has, a, yeah, he's like a 14, two, ERA. So uh Not good in that department for for the Reds. I mean, you you said it. They I mean they were swinging the bat well to start the season and been absolutely on fire. But now that you know if they cool off and now you you have your bullpen issues, you have your pitching issues. Yeah, shit's gonna get bad, and it has gotten bad.
1: Well, the big thing too is they got swept by the Cardinals. So it kind of yeah. was like a total flip flop of people in different spots. The thing with the Brewers, you know, the Cardinals. I would probably take the Pirates out of it, but this is still basically anyone's division. And I think for the Brewers, just to try and stay ahead, just just try and stay in front of that pack because these teams are all hovering around 500. I think we kind of expected that. Yep. In this division, they're all going to beat up on each other. So just try and chip away at a series, win two or three, and stay... Stay above 500, and you have a good shot of winning this division. It's still going to be fun. I mean, I'm not saying the Brewers are going to win it by any means. Obviously, I have a wager on them, but I, it's still wide open. Probably every team but the Pirates I would still include as having a chance.
0: Right, yeah. I mean, like you said, if the Reds are last, it's 10 and 12. The Cardinals are 11-11, Cubs 10-12. Uh, I mean, these could be, like, from Monday standings, but in, like, not... Um, I have Cubs 10-13. Reds are currently beating the Dodgers. Yeah, right. This um, is... Yeah, actually, the Reds actually did take game one against the Dodgers now. You know, they could...
1: They could start to turn around. Again, it's early, but it's just kind of interesting to, to see... Um you know the 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 brewers have a tough stretch here coming up they have the dodgers and the phillies back to back series they have four against the dodgers and then they have four against the phillies so their next eight games that's going to be a tough stretch there mm-hmm. um, then they go three more against the marlins they go three against the cardinals they go three against the braves three against or two against the royals like they have a pretty tough stretch of games coming up here, so you know, for them, I think to go 500 during that next 12 to 15 games would be huge. Um, yeah, I guess. I will have
0: boots on the I will have boots on the ground Thursday. against the Dodgers. That'll be fun. Do you know what the pitching matchup is? I do not. I was trying to look ahead on my app; it doesn't give probables. but you know, um, Hauser went tonight. Then you got Mr. Anderson Woodruff. Point point. It's probably Woodruff Woodruff, Woodruff. Probably Woodruff or Peralta. Oh, Woodruff Peralta, right. Forgot about Peralta. But yeah, I mean And you'll get to see whoever the Dodgers throw, which would be fun. Which yeah. should be a, it's gonna be a stud, yeah. <laughs> Wherever that the rotation's a stud, so
1: and then, I mean, if this if this score holds too, if the Reds win tonight, that'll put the Giants in, in first. first place. Jesus, yeah. The Giants are currently tied with the Rockies in the bottom of the ninth.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh really? They did take game one. They they blew them out. Disclafani went nine
1: shutty, right? Yeah. Well, so I've looked at the I've looked a little bit into the Giants. They have. <laughs> They've had a rather soft schedule to start the season, is what I'll say.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not to nitpick and make fun of the Giants. I don't buy the Giants. They're 15-8 and eight and have the best record in baseball. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This team is not a 15-8 team.
0: No, no. That's all I'll say. I'm just going to go back and maybe correct myself. I don't know if I said it or not, but I said the the Red Sox had best record in baseball. I meant the NL. I'm not sh- certain if I said AL or baseball, but I want to get out ahead of it. before yeah, have, it, it come it,
1: yeah, okay. I got you. I mean, <laughs> either way. I mean, if, if yes. the Giants lose, they'd be tied. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But. The Giants are in a battle. The Dodgers are looking—you know—they're down late, which could put the Giants winning the division. And it's not like it's five games, eight games in. I mean, we're twenty-three, twenty-four games into the season.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't—I all I have written down for the Giants is they—you know—they win a—they like last last time we were talking. After that, they won two or three against the Phillies. Win three or four against the Marlins. They won game one against the Rockies. Like, I don't know. I I don't have anything. Like nothing jumps out at me. I know Posey's been hitting some tanks. Actually, I think he had a multi-homer game if I'm not mistaken. But like, yeah, I don't know. Awesome. I don't
1: know yeah, Posey's been awesome. They've had the Rockies in two different series though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Rockies are straight bad, dude. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't really have too much on the Giants. It's just crazy to me because the Dodgers are awesome. The Padres just took three or four from the Dodgers, and they're 13 and 12. Yep. Well, oh, that series, we should, that, that was
0: fun. I mean, Padres-Dodgers, I think it's going to be very fun. And I had a lot of fun watching, like, Tatis troll the absolute shit out of Trevor Bauer. Um, taking him deep and like covering his eye because Bauer pitches against the Padres with one eye in spring training, and then he takes him yard again, and then it touches home and just is like does the McGregor walk um, because Bauer does that and he does it so horribly it's just like so it was grade A troll job by Tatis just dropping dick all over to Bauer, um, and then having the Padres take the series three or four of the Dodgers. I just love to see it. 'cause fuck Trevor Bauer basically. Well
1: <laughs> Yeah, well here's the thing. I remember the spring training start that he did that against the Padres and Major League Baseball came out with like a headline and said Trevor Bauer having fun with the Padres and I'm thinking, I don't think the Padres are having fun with this. Like I don't think that they like Trevor Bauer no. and they're like, ha, this is funny. Right. Right. No, but like people said, don't. People don't like Trevor Bauer. He's not. No, I see this the stuff
0: that he does, like all that. Like I'm fine, fine, like with that. But it seems, and the guy my friend has said it too, it seems it's not natural looking. It seems so forced, and that's why I hate it. And half the stuff he says is stupid. I don't know. I said fuck Trevor Bauer. I don't. I maybe not fuck Trevor Bauer. Maybe like no, I don't I agree much at all. But I mean. Dude, he's—I don't know the word to describe it. He gets
1: on my nerves. That's what I'll say. No, he's an idiot, and I'm just not a big fan. I think he's. And then that did you saw? Did you see the whole thing with
0: like oh Tatis peek back at the glove or whatever? I
1: just, I just read the. I just read the 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 quote. So, um. So it says the the article says so the uh, the right hander gave the one eyed celebration a nine out of ten. So he's rating <laughs> celebrations. This is again just stupid, Trevor Bauer. And then, however, the love of Tatis's attempt at the McGregor strut celebration wasn't as high. And Bauer says, now this is where I have an issue with it. If you're gonna do all these different celebrations, that's great, but you gotta go for it. You gotta get more pronounced. Not as... Not as high marks on. I like the idea, but the execution a little bit low. I give this a six out of 10. What? Except okay. And then, what, said, Bauer. His, then his says, but then it got good because Bauer called out Fernando's Bush League peak at the catcher, Will Smith. Either be good enough to not have to look at the signs and then you can celebrate, or if you do have to look at the signs, I don't know about the celebration, man. It's a tough one. It brings up the question of unwritten rules. Am I mad about the celebrations and bad flips and stuff? No. However, if you start looking at signs and you start pulling this Bush League stuff, that's when people start getting pissed off. That's the kind of stuff that will get you hit in other games. Now, I'm more mild-mannered, and I'm going to send the message this way. But baseball policing itself, that is where it would have to happen. So, Bowers basically saying, I want you to get stuck.
0: Well, and he's saying that he actually stole the sign, which we... Apparently, it's a fact that he stole the sign because everybody else was running with it. That um, Tatis glanced back or glanced down and back and saw clearly what the pitch is going to be in like a snap of a second. And like they're flashing the sign, man. Like it, it, he, I don't know. I think some videos show like uh, the sign was probably done by the time he looked back when he looked back and glanced. He fucking turned his head and st- stared directly at the sign. It's like, yep, you're going to throw a slider out of the zone, and I'm going to take you bridge,
1: 3-2. I don't know, man. There, this is it's the stupid. kind of stuff and that does the- baseball no good. Yeah, yeah, it's stupid. And that celebration ranking,
0: hey, Bauer, when you do the fucking McGregor strut, it it is a horrible McGregor strut. It should look more like what Tatis did, like the little whatever. That's another thing. You suck at grading celebrations, too, because your McGregor shot is awful, and Tatis actually did a more natural-looking McGregor shot. So, yeah,
1: you stink at grading celebrations as well. I'm watching the video right now, and I – because Bauer, like <laughs> – I don't video. know what we're talking about. That's what I'm saying. It was not a strike.
0: Dude, here's the what, thing. What, the Tatis took yard?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. I'm so sick of the unwritten rules of baseball. It's so stupid. I'm reading an article from the Los Angeles Times. The headline of the article says this, and I'm not making this up. I swear... To God, this is the headline of the article. Dodgers get cheated again. This time by sty- by sign stealing Fernando Tatis Jr. of the Padres. <laughs> yeah, okay. that's the, that's the article. Right. The
0: Dodgers yeah. got cheated. He didn't. St- I do I'll put my. I. He didn't get the sign. I'm gonna say that.
1: But here's okay, and, and I'll, it, I don't know. This is an interesting. Yeah, this is an interesting. Yeah. This is an interesting debate. Then I mean, I don't know where you're at on it. Call it call whatever you want. Is it cheating? I mean, can he technically do this? Yeah, I'm not. I'm just. I'm just posing the question. What if he did steal a sign? Yeah, I guess. Um, the, oh, but does, right. he get, does he get suspended? No. So what are we talking about? It's an unwritten rule. It's just one of those things like if you're, yeah, if you're, if you're on second base and you give the sign to your hitter of what's coming because you can see the catcher's signs, all I'm saying is it's, it's not like fun. a rule. It's not a rule. Yeah, right. Well, that that second base thing is fine. They're saying, looking back and stealing it from, like, looking I, back at something I that's know, different. I'm not saying I agree with it, I'm not saying, but my point is, it's not something that is actually illegal, correct? Yes, correct, but... Like, this is not, this is not, like, the Astros legitimately cheating.
0: And look, and... Maybe I just don't give a shit as much because, A, I don't believe he got any sign. I agree. B, if he, I'm... Did, get a, B, if he did get a sign, it's from Trevor Bauer, who is just an absolute cockbag. So I don't know if I would care as much if he did actually peek and say, yeah, Trevor Bauer's throwing his slider up and away, way out of the zone, and I'm just going to yank that thing over the, yeah, over the fence.
1: I mean yeah,
0: fine. Is Trevor
1: Bauer gonna do this every time he gives up a home run? He's gonna have an excuse. Is that the thing? No. No. I think he's I think actually give him credit there is so I don't think he'll do that. Didn't the last time didn't he the last time he gave up a home run, didn't he say that it was luck? Didn't he didn't like doesn't he have to he says, does he have to make comment at time? <laughs>
0: He, yes, he does. Trevor Bauer has to make a comment every he
1: time. He's like, well, you know, hitters will get lucky sometimes. What? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I don't know. Fuck Trevor Bauer. I just can't stand that guy. I hate the fact that he's referenced as the future of the game or whatever. Or like what he's doing is good for the game. In probably. terms of like what, yeah,
0: yeah, that's that's kind of it's like okay, yeah, I guess I don't know, it's it's weird, I guess. People, I guess player. some people it's like good. his
1: content. So, well, yeah, Dodgers fans probably love it. It seems, seems forced to me and unnatural like and stupid. He's in the yeah. right market. I'll say that.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, but yeah, not okay. really. Else to say on the west. Oh, um, well, that pretty much sums up all of the all the stuff. Yeah, I mean, we'll probably try and stay up to date with things that happen during the week. Right. The best we can, each week. Um, sometimes it's hard to go week to week in baseball because they only play five games in a week or whatever it might be. You know. Yeah. But. That's uh, pretty much all I got for baseball. Is there anything else outside of baseball or hockey that we wanted to touch on? I mean, one thing I would just say, we don't have to get into depth, but uh, in regards to football, uh, they, they just keep bringing up, like I saw a quote on ESPN that said, Packers GM confirms that they do want, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay like why do we why is this conversation still happening I don't know I think it might be slow news day
0: Yeah I mean apparently because slow news day for <laughs> reporters I don't know it is it is know. Yeah no shit they want I don't <laughs> dude that's what I'm saying I don't know if football People are fiending for football news, I guess. And I guess that's the thing that's happening. I don't know. I don't know if it was ever a conversation. Or I never th- questioned it. Like, I don't know. It's breaking been a- news, though, I guess. <laughs> what the
1: fuck? I don't know. Breaking news. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. I saw some people tweet out and said Rogers needs to come out and clarify. Rogers doesn't need to do anything. I <laughs> know he doesn't. Really. Just keep pacing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I know. I know.
1: I don't know. That was all I saw for Packers news. I don't we don't need to do a deep dive in football, but that was the only like non-baseball or hockey thing that I saw that kind of popped up. So, just thought it was interesting to mention that mm-hmm. apparently the Packers are still somehow in the headlines in regards to Rodgers. Yeah, yep. For whatever reason, but
0: all right, all right. Well, I guess I don't know. I'll give my closing thoughts here. Um, we referenced it before. Um, um, after the last pod, um, my streak. Um, I was eighteen. I won eighteen of nineteen. I just counted. Um, I don't know. Hackers, if you're if you follow along on Dart Me Too at Twitter, hackers, I don't know if that ever will happen again in my lifetime, that little eighteen or nineteen, but I'm fucking sure as hell gonna try to do it because fuck Vegas and I'm ready to come at come after him again with another streak like that. I mean I mean fire Emblem picks at Dart Me Two so follow along if you want. Like I said, don't know if I'll ever do that again. Eighteen and nineteen.
1: Hey, uh, 18 and 19. I mean, my my closing thoughts would just say, hey, kudos. That's an unbelievable streak. And the best part was that you called it before you did it, too. It wasn't like some fluke thing. You're like, hey, Vegas, I'm coming for you. Then you rip <laughs> off 18-19. It was like karma. Yeah, I loved it. I loved every second of it. That's awesome. Um, yeah, other than that, we'll be back next week and come at you with another pod. So, All right, peace out, Hacker Nation. Later.